SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five minutes after six o'clock. This is the Market Update. Hilton Tarrant with you till 6.30 this uh, Tuesday evening. A reminder of our SMS line 34701 with the keyword market. You can send the SMSs to us. Questions, comments, queries 34701 with the keyword market. That's a cost of two rand per SMS. Before we get into the markets uh, with David Shapiro, Guglietta Mfupi is with us and she has your business news. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. Troubled national carrier SAA's turnaround plan to be presented at government to government at the end of next month might involve the cutting of some flight routes. The board's acting chairwoman, Dudumieni, says the plan will be the ninth developed by the A-Link airline in 13 years. ShopRite has released its half-year results, reporting that its headline earnings per share rose by 12.5%. The firm says there are no indications that the cost pressures on consumers will ease in the short term. It's also confident that it will be able to maintain its present growth and profitability. And the National Development, or rather the National Debt Mediation Association, says the number of requests for debt mediation increased by 60% in the fourth quarter of 2012. Turning to the markets now, the JSU Orsha Index is closed up in positive territory above uh, half a percent at 40,732 points. The Rand's at 887 against the US dollar, 1368 against the pound and 1185 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,607 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $117 and the platinum price at $1,686 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. <laughs> it's uh, six and a half minutes after six o'clock. David Shapiro is with us. Uh, David, all share 40,732, up half a percent, uh, up almost across the board. Gold shares a little bit iffy. Yeah, that's the one area that remains negative. And I think we're going to see more and more pressure on on the gold price as investors turn away from gold because of, uh, you know, it's regarded as a risk asset. It's something that doesn't give you a return, money flowing into equity. So I think it's going to be perhaps the embattled segment of our market. Platinum, I think, also under pressure, but mainly because of problems on the platinum mine. So that's a trouble area. Otherwise, buying right across the board, um, you know, one of the big drivers is we see more um, merger activity in the U.S. Hilton. Mm. Today there was another deal um, with, with two stationary companies or um, Office Max. Office and Max, Office yeah. Depot. <laughs> That's right, Office Max. Who calls a company <laughs> Office Max? <laughs> I, know, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. But it's both of those shares are up in the region about 20, 25%. But what it shows you is that business leaders are becoming more confident about. Uh, expanding their activities. And that's good for markets. You know, interest rates have been low. This is what we hoped would happen, but it's finally starting to uh, to take a grip now. And also, you know, there were, there, there were other uh, factors as well. German confidence index was up at a three-year high, and in Asia this morning we saw some pretty good results. So put it together, this um, you know, market's looking a lot better. We will get into that Anglo-American platinum story uh, later on in the program, and uh, of course that has been uh, tracked on PM Live uh, all afternoon here on SAFM. All South African operations remain shut, uh, but there are plans to open those tomorrow. We'll get Peter Major's thoughts uh, later on, uh, just before half past six this evening. David, in terms of 52-week highs on the market, Old mm. Mutual, Bidvest, Mondi Supergroup, a couple of new names in there, Bidvest. Bidvest trading result today. Mm. You know, uh, Brian's not letting us, Brian Joffe's not letting us down. Every year, consistently good double-digit growth numbers. And I think the market respects it and uh, the share up at, what, over 2% today. 230 is, uh, <laughs> yeah, 52. I think it's an all-time high. It's mm. never been there. No, this is a, an all-time high, yeah. 
As far as uh, the decliners on the market mm. is concerned, Sibania Gold. Yeah. Came down crashing, you know, from 16 Rand back to 13. I think this is pretty much where it listed. Yeah. But again, pressure on gold miners. It might, some of it might have to do with uh, Sabania. I think the ADRs are coming up next week. Maybe there are a few short sellers ahead of a flood that could be coming from, from the US. Um, But, but generally mining shares, gold shares, uh, you know, taking pressure. We saw retailers off mm. uh, on the back of that ShopRite announcement. Yeah. ShopRite down 3%. Uh, we saw some of the others. Uh, Woolworths was down almost 2%. A couple of the other ones. Mr. Price also down by 3%. It's been very volatile. There's still, still foreigners fishing around, still want to buy the shares. We had a good day yesterday. But I think maybe uh, the ShopRite result or the fall in ShopRite just had an effect um, on, you know, on that sector. Look. It's not a bad result, 12.5%, but I suppose measured against the multiple at which it's trading, um, you know, one would have expected higher. But I don't know what – poor old Whitey, I don't know what you'll, he'll You'll expect. hear from him later. I don't know what he must do. He's just doing as best as he can. And if you read through the results not looking at the share price, I mean, it's a pretty good result with a lot to uh, cheer about. We'll hear from him uh, at quarter past six this evening. And if you have – a kind of five to ten year view. Mm. You buy into mm. this Africa story. Mm. The shares mm. have got to be cheap. They have. To, you know, if you look, if you look at his expansion, what's in another? How many stores? A hundred odd stores. I don't know how many he's opening up. I have it here. What's it? Um, that that he's opening up in uh, in Africa. He's already got a hundred odd stores. So. Um, you you have to buy it, but if you looked at Woolworths, it's the same kind of story, and the margins are better there. I think the margins are going to be. It might be tougher to open, but uh, okay, you've got to go for these retailers, and I think that's what's attracting foreigners. You know, they're not saying, yeah, maybe next year it's not going to happen or the year after, mm. but down the line, uh, there's no doubt that uh, it's going to be a big story. He let slip at the presentation this morning that uh, he'd be comfortable. Mm-hmm. With a open rate in Nigeria of around fifty stores a year, <laughs> fifty stores a year. So that gives you some <laughs> idea of of where he's aiming. Well, they they're opening up. I think by June fourteen, he said another two hundred and twenty odd stores. Mm. Uh, it's a strong pipeline. Yo, I mean it's massive. Um, Ninety one stores. You know, I don't know the last stores. I mean it's it's expanding very very rapidly. It's whether they can keep control of it, whether they've got the logistics to keep control. But they seem to, you know, he seems in charge as long as he stays there. I don't know if he's got any plans on retiring. I know his hair is white, or he is whitey. But uh, <laughs> I hope he doesn't. You know, I hope he doesn't join uh, all the other retailers like Mark Lamberti and John Summers, who've uh, you know who found who took early retirement. Mm-mm. David uh, Spur mm-hmm. out with uh, some guidance mm. earnings up in the first half between 32 and 37% yeah. strong, but there's uh, just, Deragos in there. No, there's there's Deragos and there's also some other tax mm. credits that came through. So uh, their guidance was 14 to or 20 or something yeah. like that. It's still a, it's a good result. You know, it's uh, anything over 10% is pretty good. You know, if you're beating inflation, it's pretty good. So if you're making real growth uh, in, in this kind of economy, um, you know, you have to uh, you have to applaud the companies. Let's bring in uh, MoneyWeb's Malcolm Reese now. Malcolm, you've been covering the uh, the unsecured lending market uh, and the expansion of that sector, some of the abuse in that sector for a number of months now. In fact, our investigation has run on uh, since around August last year. One of South Africa's largest debt collection firms is being implicated in garnishy abuse. That uh, story breaking last night on MoneyWeb. Uh, what's the latest there? Yeah, well, that's uh, the debt collections firm Cumin Associates um, who are being fingered for abuse by a lot of uh, different entities within the sort of space. 
So a lot of the garnishy auditing guys and a, a debt consultancy um, are, are calling them out for malpractice. Um, and it's quite a wide-ranging uh, set of allegations that are being made there. We've all heard the allegations before, um, not specifically to Coombe, but they, they seem to be involved in pretty much everything you, you can do that you shouldn't do in the, the garnishy industry. Uh, have uh, Coombe and Associates said anything? Well, no, they have refused to sort of uh, look into the merits of the allegations specifically. Um, they have denied any wrongdoing as a blanket, um, and that's about as far as it goes. They've said that they will conduct their own audit with a, a third party. Um, originally, they asked us to postpone our article to wait for the outcomes of that audit, but um, we weren't able to do that. Well, financial results from Africa's largest food retailer, ShopRite, out today. The company operates uh, brands including Checkers, OK Furniture and YouSave. In the six months between July and December, turnover grew by 14% to 46.7 billion rand. Trading profit was up 16% and headline earnings per share rose by 12.5%. Whitey Basson is chief executive of ShopRite Holdings. Whitey, electricity and fuel costs rising, labor unrest uh, in the six months here in South Africa. Lots against you, but you're still managing solid growth in these tough times yeah i think you know the 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 labor unrest and the electricity was at par with all the other guys so we've maintained our portion of the cake and grown it uh, slightly uh, and, and that probably gave us the the edge of having good uh, good results where other people may not have had the same good results are we happy about the economy no we're not we'd like it to grow substantially faster than what it is growing at the moment. The the, uh, the labor unrest, 1.1 billion rand lost in mine worker wages. That's the estimate provided uh, by you guys in your presentation this morning. Estimated sales loss of 280 million rand. Is that across the industry? Well, I, I can't tell you. We can, only, we can only look at our own numbers for those areas that were under, under, under siege, if you can call it that way. But uh, what you see in, 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 in cases like that is you see a, a result of, of people that are short of money, that are not having the living standards that they would like to have for their families, and hopefully we can remedy that by actually getting the economy so that we can get jobs and people don't have to have labor unrest and can get better salaries. Whitey, with checkers at the upper end of the market uh, trading exceptionally well, uh, Gordon Ramsay has made his appearance or his reappearance on our screens uh, advertising some of your butchery products. Has that done well for you? Well, all, all advertising, if it's properly executed, does well. We were very happy with Gordon Ramsay's endorsement of our business. Uh, we've always been saying that we have the best steaks in South Africa and the best butchery. We spend fortunes on it to maintain a certain level. And we have about eight or nine categories now where we think we are the best. So, yes, any endorsement by people is, is good for our business. It builds those brands. Those brands are superior and they're very good. Also in Checkers, I noticed a fortnight ago that you are importing uh, frozen food uh, from Iceland, not the country, uh, the UK frozen food retailer. Take us through some of the reasoning behind that. Well, at the moment, there's a there's a... There's starting to develop not a shortage of base commodities, but most certainly the commodities that you would like to have on your table from time to time. And we have, we, we obviously can't influence manufacturers to, to offer the wide range of products that we may require uh, from time to time. So we have looked at different countries that can actually give us 
let us call private labels to enhance our ranges so that the, the category that we present is, is good for that area of the business. Are you taking market share from your rivals? We're taking market share per se. Per se? What, is, what does per se mean? We're taking market share from our rivals and our non-rivals. <laughs> well, why are you looking at the market? Uh, a new boss at Pick and Pay, I, Richard? I can't tell you our rivals because they're all my mates. I wouldn't want to say <laughs> we're taking market share from them. Just now they don't talk to me. Just looking at uh, the market, uh, Richard Brasher, ex-Tesco, the new man at Pick and Pay, obviously Walmart, MassMart steaming ahead with its plans uh, entering the food market here in South Africa, competition from Woolworths at the top end. From where you're sitting, is the market more competitive than it's been in a while? No, it's not more competitive. I mean, the margins, you know, to the worst thing that you can do is to turn your market by becoming competitive if your profitability suffers. I'm not sure what what the what the methods would be to regain market share or business. Uh, I'm not sure if a single. I most certainly have not got that much influence that I can change the fortunes of Shoprite as an individual. I have a team of people that I've built up over 30 years. So I, I would imagine it will take any new MD a long time if he's very good to build up a team that really becomes dominant. And it depends where they are. I, I really do not have. Too much knowledge of the efficiencies of 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 that group, uh, except that I'm very friendly with the with Gareth and a few of the blokes there. Uh, I can't say, you know, I'm not sure if David Livingston discovered Zimbabwe or who discovered it. Whitey, if there is a price war in this market, and we have seen some hints, uh, especially on the the appliance side from from Walmart and Massmart, will you follow? Obviously, we would follow, but I mean, the price was the, the, the pricing of the Walmart type of, of products in South Africa has always been very competitive. So we've seen nothing of a, we see lots of newspapers of prices for six months flat, but I mean, our batteries are still cheaper. Aside from the store growth here in South Africa, in Africa, 10 stores opened in these six months, another 13 in the current six months uh, that you're trading in, but the pipeline in Africa far, far stronger. The, the pipeline in Africa, you know, well, if you, you sat through the, the presentation in, in, in the sense that, I mean, if you think that Nigeria would have 31% of the GDP of Africa, South Sahara uh, in the year 20, 20, 2020, then uh, it is obviously uh, that with their growth uh, double to our growth or more than double to our growth, the, the numbers for those countries will will just entice us to, to go there because uh, we need uh, growth in the economy to be successful. And uh, it's happening in, in a lot of the countries outside South Africa substantially faster than what is happening in South Africa. I'm very worried about the fact that South Africa, over a period of um, 30 years, drops from 48% project or actual 48% in 1990 to a projected 22% of GDP Africa sub-Sahara, it's, it's something which the economists and the other guys must also look at and say, why, and is it good for South Africa? That's Whitey Bassone, the chief executive of ShopRite. David, I'm going to South Africa. Let's call it half. Mm-hmm. Of By 2020, will be 22%. They're growing, but we're, just not, growing fast sure we're not growing fast enough. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. We're not growing I fast know, you enough. You can see. Look at Africa this year. It's what about seven percent? You know, of which we mm. we're the largest economy, and we'll be two and a half to three percent. So you can imagine what the rest of the economy is doing. It's but been- you-
25 minutes after six. Let's bring in Peter Major now, mining consultant at KD's Corporate Solutions. Peter, we saw some turmoil with Anglo-American Platinum yesterday. Today, uh, all South African operations were shut and remained shut. Uh, there are indications from Anglo that those will restart tomorrow. We've uh, seen the Minister of Mineral Resources, Susan Shabangu, getting involved uh, as, as this all happened. Met with stakeholders today. This uh, disruption, perhaps the last thing that Anglo-American Platinum and the industry needs right now. Look, it doesn't need it at all, and it just shows we haven't really resolved what's led to these kind of outbreaks from the last couple of years. We've talked a lot about it, and we've started making movement to address it, but when you've let bad habits become ingrained for years and years and years, you're not going to change them in a couple of months. So at least the old parties, all parties means union the management and the government, at least they're taking action. They're not taking action fast enough or strong enough, and they're going to have to keep taking action every day, 24-7, probably for the rest of the year, before the instigators of this nonsense learn that we're living in a constitutional democracy and everybody has to follow the rights, follow the rules. Peter, what's your reading of, of what's happening on the ground? Are there, are there instigators, or is this really just as simple as a union battle? No, no. It, it, look, if, even if it is a union battle, it's, it's not simple. Mm. Um, AMCU, apparently, I can't prove it, but has continued for the last few years telling all the, the new potential recruits how much better they can do that for the, them than the NUM has done and ever can do. But you don't know how many of these recruits are, are really violent people who are... I don't know if they're – I doubt they're being employed to be violent, but they're being very disruptive. And, look, there's tribalism in our history here, and, and this must have some kind of effect. You know, we talk about our culture. Well, you got culture, you got tribalism, and this is how competition goes. It, they don't understand that we have a constitution and a democracy, and this isn't the way you get what you want. Peter Major, uh, thanks, is a mining consultant at KD's Corporate Solutions. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Well, just before we wrap the show, a couple of questions through on our SMS line 34701 with the keyword market. David, uh, the prospects of Harmony's share price recovering from 60 bucks to 80 bucks or so in the next two years. That's from someone in Durban. What two years is <laughs> anything can happen? Uh, I mean, it, yeah, as you say, it's a thumbs up. Um, the potential is there. You know, it's it's a good mine, got, um, you know, a, a very good management at the moment and the opportunities, you know. So the problem is where does the gold price go? So uh, at the moment it's under pressure. If we go into a very strong global market, uh, a recovery, gold will just languish. So my view is 60 to 80 is not a huge move in, in two mm. years. You know? So it, it could get there, but I think the journey is going to be choppy in the meantime. Mike asks why Wall Street is the only boss in the world that doesn't have an all-share index. So you list the Dow Jones, the S&P. Which of those would you follow? Well, well, the S&P is a broad index. Mm. It's a broad U.S. market. I think it embraces all markets, you know, a number of not only Wall Street. And uh, even even the Dow is not, a, mm. uh, not, not Wall Street. So I think American markets are broader spread and investors just follow – uh, you know the, those indexes, why, indices. Why do you need to follow Wall Street? You know per se, what's on Wall Street? Quick one uh, from Coffee. The the risk 
profit uh, potential and cost effectiveness between CFDs and SSFs. Do you have any? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we haven't got enough time to do that. <laughs> we'll have to get to that one. <laughs> what, the only thing is that CFDs are not guaranteed by the JSE, where Whereas single stock SSF. futures are. Simple as that. We'll, we'll get single, into that yeah. one. We'll get into that one tomorrow night, Coffee. You can keep those SMSs coming in even uh, after the show. 34701 with the keyword market. And we will get to uh, those tomorrow evening. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended up half a percent, 40,732 points on the all share. We saw gold shares uh, down by about 1%. Sibania Gold, that new listing, down 11%. It listed last Monday. So a, a big drop there back to almost its listing price. This has been the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Full transcripts of this program available online at www.moneyweb.co.za. Also on our apps, available at moneyweb.co.za forward slash apps. We're back at 6 p.m. tomorrow, 6.30 now, and time for game plan.